It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Hi. Welcome to the Stock Car Show. We have got uh, a full field here tonight. As you might say, inside the Race Chaser, Race City USA Studios here in Mooresville, North Carolina. To my left is Jacob Zielman from Not the all Speed the way Sport to your left, News. But to your left. To my left. <laughs> Farther to my left is Anthony Alfredo. We call him Fast Pasta. We're going to find out soon how many other nicknames the gentleman to my right, Landon Huffman, can come up with for Anthony. We know he's got about 10 of them already. Always um, thinking. Yes, he's always yes. thinking. And Anthony, of course, uh, a KM Pro E Series rookie this year, also just fresh off the ARCA race at Kansas, where he was running well until the back axle decided to give out and put him out of the event, running inside the top five with four laps to go. Landon ran the limited late model portion of the fall brawl, and we'll let him tell you about that one. It was an adventure. And then, of course, we're going to later in the show, we're going to actually have a chat with one of the rising stars out of the New England Legends car scene, Jake Matheson, going to join us. And Jake is going to talk about the fact that he is up uh, and ready to leave for Vegas this week to go run the Asphalt Nationals out there. Woohoo! Uh, of course, the road course, World Nationals, took place this past weekend in Las Vegas. And Jesse Love from race face brand development who you have heard on this show more than once this year jesse went and walked the dog and got the win world champion in the young lions class so a great run for jesse we're happy about that we're going to talk all kinds of nascar and break down the playoffs as well playoffs? a little later on playoffs we're talking playoffs and we're going to talk about the arca race of course and um, a little bit about the fall brawl as well with Anthony and Landon. We'll start, though, with some conversation just about these guys and what they're doing this year since we have them for a limited time tonight. Anthony Alfredo, we'll start with you. First of all, I want to congratulate you because you picked up a win in the K&M Pro Series East, and you had plenty of speed, looked really good most of the season in that series, and really made your ARCA runs count as well sometimes you can't do anything about the results but boy did you have some great performances during the year and that was really cool to see i appreciate that tom yeah it was it was one of those years kind of a roller coaster you know you you hit a high and then it seems like right when you reach that point you just hit another low so definitely a challenging one but it taught me a lot about how to face adversity throughout the year on the racetrack and off and um, I got to work with Landon's dad, Robert Huffman, is my crew chief, and Landon actually spotted for me. So to have two drivers um, who have a lot of experience to kind of guide me and teach me a lot about just racing in general and, and the, the transition into the bigger cars from late models was very helpful as well. Well, you certainly had a, a great start to, uh, to, to, your season, or to your career in big cars, we shall say. Um, I want to talk about Kansas a little bit because – that obviously was the first time for you on a mile and a half. And you had a great run. I mean, it was pretty much consistently forward, forward, forward. Um, you were really loose in qualifying, you were talking <laughs> about. Um, t 
Talk a little bit about the qualifying run and what that was like, and then walk us through the race for you. Yeah, we were we, – I guess it's just the when you get fully taped up at that speed and, and cover the grill, you get so much more downforce that we, we actually tightened up the car a little bit, but we needed to go more than that apparently because <laughs> when I went out there, it was – it was wrecking loose, the definition of it, um, but uh, that was hard, just hung on, and somehow was able to qualify 11th still, so I feel like we were able to dig ourselves out of that hole relatively quickly and got into the top five, and that's where we ran the majority of the night, which I would say, you know, obviously I, I was there to win. I didn't go there to ride around, but I did want to learn and just have a right. solid run, run a clean race, and I did that, and then, and then some, you know, to be in the top five, especially with less than five laps remaining was a goal. I, we were put in contention to win the team did a great job with the car and the picker did an awesome job on pit road mm -hmm. but you know we just had that rear axle give out on us with four to go so as you mentioned you can't prevent some issues like that but i guess that's just the nature of the sport and, and you just gotta um kind of just move on from there okay so let me say to make a long story short one, uh, one really good way to learn is to put yourself around guys who have done this a while so, yeah, running in the top five to seven all night, you learned a lot in a hurry. I mean, and especially there towards the end, those late restarts, you really got feisty there with Michael Self and uh, I think it was your MDM teammate Harrison Burton who I saw you uh, dicing with there on the very last restart before the, the axle gave way on you. Uh, talk about how frantic those last 20 or 30 laps were and kind of now having to all of a sudden put everything you learned in the first three quarters of the race to use right there. Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, it's such a competitive field, probably one of the better ones of the year for the intermediate track. And, you know, the whole top 10 are guys who have, who have a ton of experience in these cars have ran on those bigger tracks. So to, to be able to learn from them. And as you mentioned at the end of the race, apply that knowledge to try and beat them was mm -hmm. a lot of fun. I wish we, we could have, but um, definitely learned a lot from them. And I think one tough part about it was the aerodynamics. You know, when you're up to speed, it gets so difficult to pass, and you can only move around so much. So the restarts were everything. That was your main opportunity to, to gain track position. So we, we just tried to do that on every restart, and that's why they're so hectic, you know, because everybody knows that's the best time to pass. So, you know, some people end up trying to get too much, and that's what causes a lot of the cautions. And uh, – some people it works out for and they're able to you know win the race ultimately did you think it providing all the parts and pieces stay together when you restarted third at the end did you feel like you might have a shot to get all the way to the lead or or with what you had was it maybe a little bit of a stretch I don't think it was a stretch I mean honestly at that point I was I was like, holy cow, I, I didn't expect to be in this position, <laughs> so I'm going to try to make the most of it, right, right. win the race. That's, yeah. what, that's what we do. So uh, I knew I was in a good position, and the, the, as I mentioned, the pit crew and the team helped me do that, so I just wanted to make the most of it. I, Looking back on it, I kind of wish I went uh, three wide on that one restart because that's what Sheldon did, and it yes. gave him the lead <laughs> to win the race. So I, I kind of wish I did that, and I guess in the end it wouldn't have mattered because the axle right. was going to break, but still um, that would have gave me a really good shot at it as well because once you get up to speed, it's just so hard to pass. What's it like to break an axle on a mile-and-a-half track? It's pretty sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, figured I, as much. Well, I was going through the trial, but I thought I blew a left rear tire because the way it darted. So then I was going to turn one. I'm like, oh, boy, like this isn't going to be good. And <laughs> I, I, it was all the grease packed on the right rear that when I drove into the corner, I just – I mean, I saved it, but I felt like Ken Block drifting through the entire corner <laughs> <laughs> until I could get down to the apron. 
you, you, we got it. We got the spotter over here. Well, you you look, you see the car out of control. What's your first thought? So funny story. I didn't even go to Kansas. Oh um, well, you're no help. I know, not not today. So well, this, well, I want to thank right, I want to thank I want to thank Coleman Presley for for filling in for Lane. He did a great job and helped me a lot as well. But yeah, so my predicament here is. <laughs> You know, I couldn't exactly miss six straight Thursdays of class <laughs> when I'm trying to graduate. So, yeah. So, so yeah. I was uh, I've missed a lot of class this year, which is fine. I'd much rather be at the racetrack Makes than in class. Us, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to yeah. clarify, because we're doing it together yeah. every for week. those in the audience or watching on Facebook, both of these young men are students at UNC Charlotte. Yeah. So, so back to your story. I couldn't exactly do that, but um, I didn't get to go to Kansas. I really wanted to go. It would have been a good learning experience for me to be able to sit on the spotter stand at a mile and a half, sure. given that I haven't ran one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched the race. I thought Anthony did an excellent job. Um, it's been cool as a spotter slash driver to see Anthony grow all year. There's been a couple of times this year where I've wanted to kill him. Uh, <laughs> he almost got me killed a few times. <laughs> um, but we've had a really good time all year, and um, his family is awesome to work with. I've developed a really good relationship with him, his mom, his dad, and all of his siblings. Um, so it's just been a really fun year, and, um, you know, I'm just – like I said, it's just neat to see – a young driver progress and me personally you know I don't have a lot of big track experience but I've been racing since I was four years old so um and I've spotted a lot of races I've spotted Xfinity Arca yeah. some truck stuff um again then obviously K&N so um it's been a learning experience for me as well as a spotter and I think a lot of that stuff that I learn on the spotter stand transitions I, you know, sure. I already feel like I've ran all these races um when I really haven't so um but a big learning experience both for me and for him all year well, definitely uh, was an interesting race for you, and I know it didn't end the way you wanted it to, but still a great opportunity to finish off the season doing something you'd never done before in preparation for whatever's to come for next year. Yep, I would agree. I, as you mentioned, I wish I had the, the final end result, but we did go out on a good note. Uh, we didn't finish the race, but the car was still in one piece. Sort of, and uh, <laughs> it was in a lot. Yeah, it was a lot run. more in one piece than some others. Yeah, but I, I just want to thank everybody who made this year possible. You know, obviously my parents, my partners, um, all my family, and everyone who supports me, and of course the race team, everybody at MDM Motorsports, and Landon, and his dad Robert, um, their whole family has been great to me as well. I, our, it's was really fun to see our families, you know, become such great friends because I knew Landon and his dad before this whole deal came together this year. It was just honestly kind of uh, by either the grace of God or by coincidence <laughs> that, you know, we Nothing got... Nothing happens that God yeah, plan. that we got to work together. So it, it was just a lot of fun to even to grow our relationship even more. And, and I'm looking forward to whatever the future might have in store. For any younger racers who are watching or listening to the show, you will take note that we did not ask Anthony about who helps him make it happen or ask him about sponsors. He just did it. That's the way you do it. With that, we're going to step aside for just a minute or two, but we're coming back more with these two. We've got uh, Jake Matheson coming up later in the program, NASCAR conversation, ARCA talk, all kinds of good stuff. And any of you that are in our chat on Facebook Live, if you've got questions for either driver, feel free to post them and we'll do our best to get them in before they have to go. We'll be back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport. And we're going to welcome a new partner tonight a little bit later on in the show as well, right after this. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport. We've got a brand new partner to introduce tonight, My Computer Career. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on, and also uh, tell my benefits, helping support the show as well. And we are glad that you're with us tonight. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Anthony Alfredo, Landon Huffman. We've got Randy Miller over in the tech shed doing what he does best, and Cisco Scaramuza via the Race Chaser uh, Skype line, and uh, we're going to continue to talk with Anthony and Landon. I'm going to turn to Landon here for a second, and we'll talk about your uh, season a little bit. I'm going to start right where we are now, which is what you got coming up this coming weekend at Martinsville. 
the reason you're wearing Nice Motorsports uh, apparel is because you're going to race for Nice Motorsports. Talk a little bit about how all this came together. Uh, for me, this year, it's been extremely stressful. Um, you've known me for a while. I have. Um, you've kind of seen my career progress from Hickory Motor Speedway every weekend yep. to uh, getting a few opportunities on the national stage. But they've been, you know, few and far in between, stretched out, um, and I've been spotting a lot. So last year I got the opportunity to drive for the Mittler brothers twice. I felt like we capitalized on that, sure did. done what we needed to do. Great bunch of people too. Um, for what we had. Yeah, couldn't have done it with a better group of people. Mike Miller, uh, my prayers are with him right now as he's yes. still fighting uh, for Absolutely. his health. Um, but I couldn't thank those guys enough for what they did for me, giving me that opportunity. Um, and then it led me to Nice Motorsports actually at the start of this year. I talked with them for a little while. We just uh, I met with Cody Efall, which is the team general manager there, and struck up a relationship. Couldn't really get anything going. We tried to find some money. Um, so I just worked all year to try to put money together, yep. and then um, ultimately I got uh, teamed up with uh, Team Dillon Management, which is uh, RCR Driver Development Program, and I signed with them, and those guys have been phenomenal. They've worked with me, and we've tried to put together money since I signed with them back in May. And um, and now, here we are. We uh, we finally got something landed, and we're gonna get to go to Martinsville, and I'm uh, gonna drive for Nice, and you know hopefully we get to do a few more after that. So I'm just I'm really excited. It's uh, surreal to get another opportunity on the national stage coming yeah. from where I did, and um, I'm just hoping to make the most of it. That's wild. Now the opportunity obviously didn't come without a lot of hard work, and I know you know last year you ran for the Mittlers and. Seem like did you run a race for another team too, or just the so? Mittlers? So I ran uh, both of them for Mittler Brothers, but at Bristol it was the '63 Mittler Brothers truck, and then um, when I went to Martinsville, we did a joint deal with DJ Cop because that we were guaranteed the, okay. in. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, and so you had a chance. What are you anticipating with with th th this weekend to be for you? Because it it feels like to me you've had just enough experience that. You know, going to Martinsville, which is a short track, and in the kind of equipment that Nice has, you ought to be able to do very, very well. Oh, I'm I'm thrilled to be able to go in a Nice truck and to be able to go back somewhere that I've already been before. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often for me. Yeah. So, um, we so that been too many places. Yeah, right? I know. So that that makes it even better. And you know, we have a GMS alliance at Nice, and um, I'm super confident in the people there and the trucks and. Um, I think that we can go there and run in the top ten, have a shot running top five as well. That's just how I feel about going. So, so I want to kind of expand on what you just mentioned because obviously with the uh, alignment that Nice has with GMS, you know there are going to be notes and drivers to lean on going through this. I mean, how how important is that going to be for you to be able to have those resources this weekend and, and lean on somebody like a Johnny Sauter or a Stuart Friesen who through the alliance with GMS, you know, they've kind of been there, done that. Yeah, I mean, those guys have, uh, especially Sauter, you know, he's made his mark in the truck series and um, GMS brings quality trucks to the racetrack every week. So anytime we can leverage in a, a relationship like that and uh, whether it's data or, or even just the people that they have working at GMS and the knowledge that comes from over there, anytime we can leverage that to help make our program better, mm -hmm. it's going to be a huge asset. So I'm excited to go and um, Cody Efall has done a really good job with Nice. Um, he's created something with Al that started from nothing, one truck, and now they have a three-truck operation, well, two trucks full-time and a third truck that can run. 
Um, so they have the ability to run three teams full-time if they choose to. Wow. Um, so And they're right beside GMS now. I don't know if you know that. I but didn't know, they, actually. They moved That's... into uh, the shop right beside GMS okay. over in Statesville. Um, so it's it's really good working relationship, and they've done nothing but grow that this year. So I think they're poised for big things. If you didn't have enough confidence already, by the way, uh, that's the same uh, – the truck that uh, you're driving, it may not be the same chassis, but at least uh, the 38 Ross Chastain took to a top 10 earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, I talked to Ross a little bit before I got this deal with Nice, and he had nothing but good things to say. And I've had a good relationship with Ross from back when my dad worked at BKR, and Ross was there in 2013, I believe. Um, so, uh, yeah, Ross had some really good things to say. And another thing, Coleman Presley spotted for Anthony this past weekend at Kansas, like we had said. Um, he's going to spot for me at Martinsville, and he did my deal last year at Martinsville as well. So mm-hmm. I have a good relationship with Coleman, and he's excellent on the stand. He does a good job relaying information. So I think that's going to be a huge help to me as well. Now, from our audience, Jake Matheson, who's going to be our guest later in the show to talk about what he's got going on at Las Vegas with the Legends car, had a question for both of you, and I know the answer for you. I'm not sure about the answer <laughs> for you. He wants to know if both of you use iRacing as a training tool for what you do on the racetrack. I'll start with you because I know the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> talk a little bit about how that helps you or what, uh, what you use that for. Uh, well, I think the best thing about iRacing is just that, like, to go to a new track and at least get a visual. The, obviously, the feel's not exact because you don't have the feeling through the pedals or, or even in, like, your butt you get through the seat, you know. But even though ma- mainly the feel's in your steering wheel, you still get the visual cues. So when you come off pit road, it feels the same. When you blend onto the racetrack and the lines are very similar that you run. So it just helps. Like, Kansas is a perfect example. I've never been to a mile and a half, and I've – even if I have, I've never been to that one. So right. when I was went out there, the visual cues are the same, so it just made it that much easier to get up to speed. Landon? So currently I do not have a active iRacing account, but I do use it pretty regularly, whether it be the Nice Motorsports Sim or um, RCR. We have a iRacing Sim there as well as a larger Sim. Um, but not many people know this about me, but when I was 15, 16 years old, I actually – was a pro iRacing driver. I ran in the NASCAR really? iRacing Pro Series and then the NASCAR Drivers World Championship through iRacing. Wow. And uh, that became a job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it was a yes. full-time job, no joke. Um, so, it honestly, I hate that I've done that. And I say that because I used to love the sim, not that I don't love it now for what it is, but I put so many hours and work into it then as a kid now it, it just kind of weaned me off of it and i'm looking to get another uh rig set up now just because i'm using it more for the larger right. tracks because i'm getting mm-hmm. to go there now um but yeah not not many people knew that but i did race in that series yeah. for a year so to i was going to say to translate the lingo for those who may not have back when landon was running it that's what's now the nascar peak antifreeze series. yes yeah 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 yeah, so. yeah and you're right it is a lot of work for those of you who don't know those teams they test they test setups. They do all the same things the big teams mm-hmm. do and spend a lot of time during the week to prepare for each upcoming race. It really is basically a job, Cisco, and you can attest to that as uh, someone who has produced a lot of those broadcasts, also done some racing yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to Landon's credit, I mean, Landon, you you were winning those races back in the COT days, if I remember correctly, right? That yeah. was back when we were still in the Impala before we got Gen 6, I believe. I Yeah, I ran the uh, the Pro Series the last year the COT was um, in operation. And then when I moved up to Drivers World Championship, that was the very first build with the Gen 6 car. So I got to experience both of them pretty heavily. Well, certainly had some success on the sim, got the win at Bristol as well as uh, Charlotte during the, uh, if I'm reading this right, the Pro Series. If uh, double checking my uh, facts, it's hard. Tom, it's hard He's to not go disagreeing back and look with at you, articles Cisco. from like 2013 <laughs> yeah. because they don't often work. So I'm <laughs> well, trying to do my best, but uh, definitely got some wins on the sim and. Uh, Anthony, obviously, you do the same kind of as well, and we're all kind of from that background. Even even the person who I know, Landon and Tony, or Landon and uh, Anthony from Tony, he got his start on the sim as well, doing the commentary stuff. So a lot of people coming from that background. As did Jacob Seelman. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. To to that point, um, yeah, I I know exact I know exactly uh, how much time goes into it because there was about two two and a half years where from from a media and a broadcasting standpoint, that was a lot of my life, too. So, actually, I remember the very first season you raced. I wouldn't have known you from Adam at the time, yeah. but... Yeah, I met a lot of really cool people on the sim, and it's funny how many people that you meet there that are actually involved in racing, mm -hmm. you know, in a real-life scale. So, um, you know, I, I created relationships with Josh Berry even before I raced against him, and then, you know, people that... I would meet and race against in the late mile stock car. I was been I've been racing against them online for years. So I just it was neat to be able to see the transition and then somebody too that everyone now knows, William Byron. Oh yeah. Um, yep. I got to race against him before he even knew what uh you know, a brake pedal was. So that was neat to see him transition from the sim to then racing against us at Hickory to now where he's at. Now he beats you the cup. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. he's well, figured out what the brake pedal is. Yeah, I mean, that's... done a great job. He has done a good job. You know, I, Willie's a really good kid, and I think that's one of the coolest parts of the story is it's kind of crazy how he progressed up through the ladder. He had, oh, yeah. you know, some good financial help, but he won races and produced, and that's what you have to do well, when you have that. every level. Yeah, so, um, he, you know, couldn't have happened to a better kid. I feel like, you know, he, he has a great head on his shoulders, you know, never will say a bad thing about anyone, and I, I really respect that about him. So. Well, and this is why, for me, I'm not big on the whole rich kid thing. Okay, yeah, a lot of kids have a lot of family money or whatever money, and you have to have that in order to get anywhere in the sport. But, you know, somebody like William may have had the resources, but you still have to be able to perform, and at every level, William Absolutely. has performed. And, Anthony, you, you know, you've had – you're coming up through the ranks the, the same way uh, William did, and you know how hard it is at these levels to be able to go out and win races. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, as you said, I mean, people can always say how, how important it is to have the funding to go racing, which, I mean, that is very crucial because you're not going to race without it and, and the support of other people and, and the, without the fans who make the sport even right. a thing to begin with. But at the same time, you got to be able to perform because you're not going to even have those next opportunities or or get yourself funding from from sponsors without you know racing you know performing well. That's exactly right. Yep. We'll have more with Anthony and Landon just around the turn. You are listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport. We'll be right back. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com or at either of their two locations, one in Danvers, Massachusetts, and one right here in Mooresville. And we want to welcome a new partner to our show 
My computer career is now a partner of both our Stock Car Show and Motorsports Madness, which airs on Thursday nights live here on Race Chaser Media's Facebook page, etc. And My Computer Career, of course, if you're looking for a career change or if you're ready for a challenge that can bring you a more rewarding career, My Computer Career offers a precise technical education designed to position you to improve your life by achieving your career goals in as little as 16 months in the IT field. My Computer Career is approved to receive federal financial aid, including Pell Grants, Stafford Loans, and Parent Plus Loans for students who qualify. My Computer Career also accepts funding through the post-9-11 GI Bill, vocational rehabilitation through the Veterans Administration, and Workforce Investment Act benefits to qualified candidates and programs. MyCC has seven campuses across the USA, and online study programs are available. For more information and a free career evaluation, and it's cool to do that, visit their website at mycomputercareer.edu. That is mycomputercareer.edu. Thank you to Bruce and Ralph and the gang at My Computer Career for joining the family here at Race Chaser Radio. And we continue now with Anthony and Landon, our two guests. And we got uh, a little bit of a follow-up here, actually two follow-ups. First of all, to the point of Landon's uh, former career in iRacing, um, Cisco, you dug up a little yeah. dirt. <laughs> yes. Cisco may or may not have found something back from the days and that I was referencing. Ha- oh, hang on. It, it gets better. That's why we have a big screen in yes. here. Yes. <laughs> see, yeah, those of you on Facebook can see this. Remember that, Landon? That was a P3 finish. Wait, Daytona. since you're driving, can we switch roles? Hang on to it, yeah. bud. <laughs> <laughs> We're in it, boys. Yeah, but you got to come up with a nickname We're in for it. him. Yeah. Roll out the backup. Yeah. Hey, you all right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, that was, a, uh, that was a wild one. I remember that one very vividly. That was my first ever Drivers World Championship race. I finished third. Third but, across the line at Daytona. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed. destroyed. Yeah, she didn't roll after that, but. That was a fun one. Who says iRacing isn't realistic? <laughs> That's oh, correct. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, and I want to sneak this in, too, uh, to follow up on what we were talking to Anthony about with the sponsorships, and, of course, Landon can jump in, too. Um, Bradley Kilby, who is a racer, by the way, at Dominion Raceway in Virginia and uh, has had some success winning a couple of late model races up there. Of course, he says, we all need sponsors to help finance our love of racing. Who else or who helps each one of you individually the most? Is it immediate family, grandparents, or is it your team that picks up the rest and I'm going to throw in, or do you have outside support? And uh, Anthony started this last time. I'm going to start with Landon here. So a little background on me. Um, if you do not know already, my dad competed in the NASCAR Goodies Dash Series yes, back in the did. day. Yes, he did. Um, he was a five-time champion of that. I was and say, he did more than compete. Yeah. And then, <laughs> he uh, conquered. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he was a part of bringing Toyota in a NASCAR in 2001. Um, so he was Toyota's first NASCAR driver, eventually would become their first champion. That I didn't know. Yeah, he won their first race, won their first championship, and made the first start as a Toyota driver. Oh, okay. Um, so he's ran his own team for a little while, and then that was where he got his break in the truck series with Toyota's first inaugural um, group of drivers in the trucks in 2004, 2005. Then after that, he's just been working in the sport since right. then. Um, financially, racing-wise, I started running a limited late model at Hickory. It was me and my dad and a bunch of volunteer guys going to the racetrack, working off little to no budget. 
and that was how we did it. That's how I did it all the way through um, my late model stock career at Hickory. Um, That's how I met you. Personally, family-wise, I do not have anything that from there. It's Most of the, it has been outside support. When I raced locally, it was a lot of uh, local sponsors throughout the Hickory, Claremont, Conover area that came on board and helped. Some of them did actually help my dad back when he raced um, late mile stocks at Hickory. So, you know, small sponsors, but wonderful and very loyal to me and helped me throughout my entire local career. Now at this stage, um, last year, the Mittler brothers helped me out. Um, Mike, um, you know, covered everything for that. It was big help for me. Um, pretty much just gave me that opportunity. And then this year I've, like I said earlier in the show, I signed with Team Dillon Management, and um, and they've helped me go out and find some sponsors, and we've worked together to put business-to-business deals on the table to try to generate some funding so we can race. But uh, I guess most relevant, uh, Plan B Sales, which is a leading diecast retailer here in the States, they're sponsoring my Martinsville ride, and they did a cool little pre-order deal with the diecast and a bunch of cool stuff. So most most recently, they're, uh, they're on my truck. Awesome. So, so. Okay. Anthony, I know you obviously started um, in what Bandoleros, right? For a little bit, or I never, never raced. No, Bando- you did go karts. Yeah, I, mean, I raced. I raced go karts. Yes, for fun when I was started. younger. I, yeah. I did the honestly. I started the indoor stuff. You can go, which seems like every larger uh, town or, or city has uh, indoor place now, and that's how I started. And was it an F1 Boston or did you? It was a. It's called Grand Prix New York. Okay. And I did that for a while, and it was, it was more so ju- like just for fun. I'd grown up a race fan because my parents were. I We always watched NASCAR on Sundays. And then um, I took a few years off because I was always playing sports, across and all that. So then just a f- four years ago now, I got into a legend car just to get my feet wet, and it was that's what brought me actually to this area because right. it was winter mm-hmm. up north. I ran the winter heat here in Charlotte and Winter Nationals in Orlando, Florida. And then Lee Falk Racing gave me the opportunity to test a limited late mall for them. And I was fortunate enough to have the support of my family and some family members that kind of helped get my pro- career propelled and, and take advantage of that opportunity Lee and, and Michael gave to me over at Lee Falk Racing. And then obviously beginning last year racing for Junior Motorsports around the Cars Tours where I performed with Lee Falk Racing and we were able to start putting some deals together to, to race um, about 20 late mall races last year. And then obviously to make the transition from there to the K&M Pro Series this year, we put some uh, deals together and I've had some great people to help me do that, which is JDRF, Seco Building Systems, Mechanic Shop North, and Oxford Energy Group. So we're trying to, to continue to grow our relationships with them into next year, whatever we may do, and build some new relationships with some other partners as well. I want to pick one thing out of what you just said, because I, I know... If you've told the story on air before, it's been quite some time back during one of your very early appearances with us. But talk a little bit about the association with JDRF specifically, because I know that one in particular is one that uh, is is kind of close to home for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start off first with my cousins. My younger cousin Morgan and her younger sister Caroline now are both type 1 diabetics. And, you know, my uncle does a lot for JDRF and helps work with them on, on the research part and and educating people on what it really is and I wanted to help get involved with that because it, it means a lot to me as well and I've I've seen it somewhat firsthand and I, I always said I saw it firsthand and it was really about eight months ago when I met my girlfriend that uh, I really saw it firsthand I mean when I'm with her I see it every day even more than I did with my cousins so now those are three people really close to me that I care about a lot and I see that what they face each and every day which makes me just that much more motivated to help 
raise awareness for what type one diabetes is and and help JDRF spread their message to you know some people in the racing industry because it's just you know they're involved with influencers in all industries so to help them do that means a lot to me and it's something I'm I'm really happy to do and and one thing you may not know is next month's type one diabetes awareness month so we're going to be doing some things yep okay. so we're going to be doing some things uh, to help promote that as well awesome that's really neat um, and of course the the, the two of you have developed an interesting relationship um, as I'm not sure that interesting is the right word for it. Well, yeah, well, interesting is a word for it. It may it's, not be the right yeah. word, but it's a word. We've got a couple of minutes here. Um, something that you started. Well, actually, to back this up, probably someone in the Cars Tour, I don't know if it was Stevens or who it was, but somebody tagged you with Fast Pasta as a nickname because obviously Alfredo, Italian, you know, food. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it all started with Trevor Townsend at Hickory Motor Speedway because he, he actually called me that when I was – it was my first year racing when I was with Lee Falk Racing. Oh, so okay. He, I didn't he know always about called that. me, and he, and he swore it would stick soon. And I'm like, Trevor, dude, I don't think it's going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I started cars tour racing, and everyone started calling me it, and now I feel like more people refer to me as that than my actual name. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about that, for those of you who are watching us or listening to the show, the interesting thing about that is in comes Landon Huffman, and suddenly <laughs> fast pasta multiplies. Okay, so Landon, I, I want you, as many of them as you can think of, um, you had one on Twitter a week or two ago that was perfect. Uh, and I can't think of what it was. It was something cannelloni. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, that one was, uh, we're here at, <laughs> Dover this weekend on the stand for cannelloni rigatoni. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had a... Some of these things I think you just make up. that You just make up words that sound what Italian. Else You've <laughs> known him long enough. Are you really surprised at that, though? No. There was no. a ravioli one one time. <laughs> I think I did a linguine one one time. Fettuccine would Fettuccine be a was, obvious. I, yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. yeah. It just it spiraled out of control. Like, I, I after the first it. week... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it definitely got a little bit out of hand. It's bad that I honestly look forward to that when I showed up at the racetrack <laughs> to take a picture. And like, yeah, yeah, we're all like, you know, we're now. all like, yeah, let's go chase a win this weekend. Landon's like, oh, what name can I think of? <laughs> I, I'm I like the, standing there at the, the side of the car contemplating <laughs> while we're rolling through tech. The funniest was when Landon this summer was able to actually come to Connecticut and spend some time with my family and I. And the funniest thing was every time my mom would cook, she was trying to teach Landon how to say everything, like not even in Italian, just how to properly pronounce things and Lana was so confused it's, done. it's the funniest like thing like mozzarella cheese is not mo mozzarella no, cheese it's mozzarella it's mozzarella it's yeah it's italiano it's italiano come on all right we're, we're gonna we're gonna step aside yeah let's put this segment out of its uh, humor oh this this is the fun stuff we're gonna step aside when we come back more with these guys we got one more segment Another question from our chat as well for them. And uh, we're going to have both sign the wall of fame before they exit the building as well. <laughs> Stay tuned because we got more race talk. We got another whole hour to go after this next segment. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport. Welcome to my computer career. We're going to talk about Telmet benefits a little later as well. Back with more after this.
Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in, you need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 this is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children name one of the leading killers of u.s children age 1 to 13 what's the best way to protect children in a car crash At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show as we rock out to Jim Croce. That is what you call classic rock right there. Or actually it'd be AM Top 40 rock from the 70s, I guess, more accurately. You're listening to the Stock Car Show, or you may be watching it on Facebook Live, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We also welcome my computer career dot edu to the fold tonight and we'll tell you about tell my benefits in just a little bit but uh, anthony alfredo and landon hop in here for one more segment and very quickly i'm going to uh get to one more question from our chat here bradley kilby a follow-up um to his question from earlier since both of you have been noticed and able to pick up rides looking back what do you feel that exposed you the most to the eyes of people in NASCAR who you have now become associated with. I'll start with you, Anthony. I'd say last year was probably the biggest year for me leading into my opportunity to compete in the NASCAR K&M Pro Series this year. Um, You know, I was able to drive a late model stock car full-time for junior motorsports. So 
growing up, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is my favorite driver, so you can imagine what that meant for me and to have Absolutely. the affiliation of his race team and work alongside Josh Berry, who everybody knows, especially in, in late model racing. Who Landon raced against. Were you spotting him when he was racing uh, with Josh Berry? No, I was, I was racing against him. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the three of yeah, us raced together. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was a, a big year for me just to, to get the exposure and also capitalize on my opportunity and, and win a few races, including the fall brawl, which just happened last yeah. weekend. Um, for for the second year, so that was that was big for me, as I mentioned, and I feel like that helped propel me into my opportunity this year. Does the harassment, by the way, go back to when you guys were racing against each other? Uh, we were we struck up a friendship probably. Well, it was the end of last year, so it was the well, first, it was the first start week of, of my first year of college. Yeah, so like at the start of last school. year or start of last school year, we started hanging out at school and then kind of that was when racing was spiraling down so i wasn't racing my late model every week he was um i ran two or three races against him at the end of the year last year but i mean i had raced against him before it always goes back so i'm gonna do this real quick so i don't know we have don't I know we don't have much time, but one of the funniest stories between us is the 2016 limited late model race we'll at Tri County. For a funny story. Is one of the it was probably one of the biggest limited races that year. I mean, it was there was 30 cars there, and most of them were late models. And he was driving for Lee Falk, and I put it to his hind end that I night. Mi- <laughs> I, I, all right, I smoked Landon on every restart leading the race, and then I missed Here the we Wait, go. Do you, Tom, you would remember this the press release we did because I sent, I sent you the thing. I missed the shift on the last restart. That's and, right. And Landon smoked me. All we remember is Landon come from the back <laughs> and won it on the top. Running side by side with Charlie Watson. Don't know how Charlie didn't wreck me. Um, and one by nose, and I'll hold that over Anthony's head forever. <laughs> although, although I won the fall brawl over half a track in front of you last year. Yeah, I could have wrecked you on lap 30 and didn't, should have. <laughs> <laughs> See, in fairness, you, you're, you're bragging about winning a limited race when you've run late models. Well, I mean, he was a rookie. Circumstantial. Yeah. It was a, so it was a late model by race. A rookie. It was a late model race, and, I mean, given the equipment, I'm running out of my shop. He was driving a junior car, so I hope not, not that too. year. I was driving no, the that. second year. Which is also very good stuff, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll always bust each other, but yeah. So well, it's and see that's this is what it's all about, right? I mean, in all honesty, y'all want to win races, of course, but at the end of the day, you know, I think the the family aspect and the friendship that you develop is is always fun. Um, now, with you running for for Nice, um, who's going to be spotting for you in that situation? Coleman Presley will. That's what we were saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, that's right. So this, is, so the, again, some commonality because he filled in with you um, this past weekend at Kansas because Landon couldn't be there, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I knew Coleman would do a good job, and with me not being there, I wanted. I knew Coleman could coach him and explain what was happening and do a really good job at it. So um, I told I hit Coleman up and had him do that deal, which I'm glad he got to listen to Coleman because he does an excellent job and he, he's spotting a cup spotting a cup car every week. So yeah. I mean, yeah, um, Coleman's been around a while too. Uh, he's, to, for his age, he's been around a while. To answer Bradley's question, um, to to follow up on that, yeah. um, as far as getting noticed, if if you're working, you know, on your own di- on your own equipment, and you're racing at a local level, and that's all you have the money to do. The best thing I can say is race where you can win, race where you can afford to win. Because trying to, I tried to race up and go to like South Boston and some places where I probably had no business going to. 
it was good experience for me, but it didn't really do me any good, you know, getting noticed on a higher level. But the biggest advice I can give you is, um, like I said, race where you can win and then learn the business side of NASCAR because telling somebody you can drive is not going to get you anywhere in this day and age. You know, you've got to be able to understand what makes a business a business deal work because 85% of all of NASCAR sponsorships now are derived from a business to business deal. Hardly none of them are straightforward anymore, which is sad, but you know, there's other ways of generating sponsorships. So, um, so learn the business side of it and, you know, focus on trying to partner company A up with company B to figure out how you can get you some money to go race with. If we go back and replay the last about 90 seconds of this show, some of your college professors would probably be really proud of you for the explanation (laughs) just now. Probably, but I'm, College has been a huge help, um, but also you've got to surround yourself with people that do it every day, and that's been yes. a huge thing for me. I've been at the racetrack as much as possible. like Just like racing with Anthony this year, I wasn't driving personally, but I was at the track almost every weekend. So out of sight, out of mind, it stays true. You know, If you're there every yeah. weekend and you're talking to people, that's one step. I mean, that's just part of it. So you mentioned earlier, and I want to circle back to this, you're driving for Nice Motorsports, but obviously – this all came about through the association that you have now with Team Dillon Management mm-hmm. and being able to team up with them. And I know wh- when I first kind of got a hint that something might be up there, you had been uh, uh, talking with uh, with Tanner Thorson and with Mike, I think, uh, at Bristol mm-hmm. uh, when I saw you. How big has that association been for you, for your career? And, you know, you mentioned earlier, this is not just Martinsville. This is we think we can go and contend. Yeah, no, I, this this has definitely been the biggest opportunity for me, not just the Martinsville race at Nice, but being able to sign with Team Dillon. I mean, obviously it gives me some credibility, and they have a plethora of sponsors that they already work with, so that gives me access to that database, but also the knowledge of Mike Dillon and everyone at RCR. Austin Craven, who is my manager, he does an excellent job working with businesses on a daily basis. Um, Austin Dillon, who's been awesome already, I've struck up a really good relationship with him, which has helped. Um, So everyone working together has just been a great experience, and I'm excited for not just Martinsville, but next year and the years to come. I really think that this provides some longevity for me, and you know, if I can go perform on the racetrack, I think that you know everything else will fall in place. Would you have believed that an opportunity like this, even even just a a year, year and a half ago, would would be a realistic possibility? Because I know when we were talking a little bit last year, I mean, there was there was some current concern that the end of the road was close to being here for you. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, I'm 22 years old, so (laughs) NASCAR terms, I'm I'm old, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So racing at a local level for so long, you know, you just you feel like it's. You feel like you can do it, but you feel like it's so far out of reach because of the nature of our sport. Yep. Um, but once I started getting a little opportunity here and a little opportunity here, you know, it really started with spotting for Venturini and then getting to do that ARCA race at Berlin. Right. Um, and I also met a lot of really great people at BKR when my dad was working there, being Jeremy Thompson, who was the team manager, Brad. I, I struck a really good relationship with Brad. So being able to learn from them and see how their deals worked at BKR really taught me a lot about the business side and, you know, helped me help propel me into this. And honestly, that when I met with team Dylan for the first time, I think that's one of the things that really helped me was being able to sit down and say, all right, look, this is what I know. And I want to, I want to figure out how I can help you find money to get me in a race car. I didn't just say, 
hey, man, I think I can drive for you. You know, so it, there's a lot more to it than that. And I feel like um, that's where I, why I'm where I'm at today. And I'm by no means have made it yet, but I'm a lot closer than I have been. So Okay, so I, I'm, I'm, I've got to take the reins back for a second. So we have another question in the chat. Oh, and this is a familiar name to Landon. <laughs> yeah. I know who it is, too. Brandon Cattell has jumped <laughs> in our chat. <laughs> and... He has a question for Landon, but I've I, this is going to spark a feud here between the two friends. I can I can see this now. Um, okay, so would it be safe to say he asks that you have the best shoe game in the truck garage? Now I'm going to let you answer that question, but I'm already looking over at Alfredo because. His shoe game is pretty strong, too, so... No, my shoe game is better than Anthony's. Anthony's shoe game is molded off of mine. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> okay, here, so. here's what really happened. I was in the shoe game, and I was in the shoe game, and I made the, I made the smart decision to sell out and make the money back and just... And just stay out of it until I met Landon, and he's like, "You gotta get back in it, dude. It's <laughs> so cool." And here I am with with a bunch more shoes again, and back in it, which I, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, oh, "It's hurting it's, me." It's, it's hurting a horrible me. addiction, I'm telling you. Shoes are. I don't know how to explain it, man. It's just you can buy and sell <laughs> shoes, and you can kind of support your collection. <laughs> and then I don't know. It's just kind of spiraled out. But yes, one hundred percent. People don't believe in flipping shoes. They don't think no, it's like a it's thing. It's a but thing. It, is. it really is. <laughs> but the, shoes. the problem is, you get into it and you're like, man, I'm gonna make some money. And then you get the shoe in your hand and you're like, I'm keeping this. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so true. And then then all of a sudden you have all these shoes in front of you and you're just like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> there, there you go, Brantley Kilby. If you're still uh, in the chat with us here, uh, there's how you get sponsorship for your race car. Flip shoes. Good <laughs> advice from these two. Not. Yeah. Okay, we're going to – because that they are, answered are that question Are you two so going to well. fight over this? No, we're going to give it to Anthony here, first. You're closer. All right. All right. We're going to have him sign the wall. So, uh, of course, you know, Tyler Ankrams is right there. So, Anthony is going to – we'll see if he tries to outdo – of course, uh, Tyler oh, see, has. He actually did it. He's actually doing it Look right. Look at this. He's got a great signature. Trying to I'm make it taking so my time with this one. Beautiful. There we go. All right. So Beautiful, Anthony. I'm done racing, so I went first. Landon's got, Let, got racing if, to go and left in the year. Let's see if Landon can so do yeah, as well turn. as Anthony here. I got some chicken scratch, Christian Eck has signed it last week, and it looks yeah. like it's basically CE15. I, yeah. I would have never even known that that he was He turned Christian. himself into an acrostic. So Landon is... Uh, that's all I got, boys. Looks <laughs> like L. Huff, basically, but okay. We'll 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 do that. So both hey, of good. them now. Looks race good. car, like I said a week ago, race car drivers has have signatures like doctors. Hey, no Not number game right here. Not all of them. No number game. Richard Petty's signature yeah. is still better than ninety percent of the rest of the drivers in the country. Yes. And uh, and and the rest are still trying to figure out how to do that on about not wrong three hundred cards in an hour. With that, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we appreciate both Anthony and Landon being a part of our first hour here. We wish you luck at Martinsville. Looking forward to seeing you there, and certainly wish you luck with what's upcoming next year. I don't know that you've got any secrets you can let us know now. but uh, I don't even have any secrets. Yeah, yeah but, <laughs> He's uh, got nothing yet. I, no. I believe he's I wish gonna, I had a secret I was keeping. <laughs> I believe he's going to be okay, folks. We'll, uh, we'll have him back on a little later on when some of the announcements are put together. With that, we will step aside. More of the Stock Car Show, another whole hour. Jake Matheson coming up next. We're going to talk Legends. We're going to talk NASCAR. We're going to talk ARCA. All kinds of stuff coming up. And... 
So stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport right after these. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. I think, uh, Jacob, can you move the camera up just a little bit? Yeah, just uh, get move the camera up just a bit. It's cutting off. Yeah, I was going to say only part of my chrome dome was showing. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Here on <laughs> Performance Motorsports Network, Spreaker, and Facebook Live, where Jacob is trying to learn how to work a camera here. There you go. You got it. Well, it's no. a little more a little more up. Up a little higher. Those of you listening, just... Uh, welcome to Blair Witch Project, the podcast. Yeah, sit tight apparently. for a second. There we go. I think we got it now. And uh, we've got uh, Cisco Scaramuza on the Race Chaser Skype line, and... I do not know if we have Jake Matheson yet. Yes, yes you we do. do. Okay, Jake Matheson is our <laughs> special guest for this segment. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> this segment brought to you by Jacob, a.k.a. the novice camera yeah, operator. <laughs> uh, camera class will be after yeah. the show. Let's let, um, let's let Matheson talk so he can make us look a little better. Yes, Jacob, uh, <laughs> J- Jacob is third right now, or I guess we can say finished third right in the young lions national points in the legends car division 
And uh, Jake, you're from the New England area. Which of the New England states do you reside in? I am out of New Hampshire. Okay, so he is. Uh, it, what's interesting is he's from New Hampshire. I don't hear the accent. There's not. It's not New Hampshire. He said New Hampshire. Very good, Jake. Welcome to the what's show. Good? We're glad to have you on. And accent or no accent, we know this is going to be fun because you got to do something that I haven't had the chance to do in many years recently. I'm just going to start right there. We'll talk about your Legends car situation in a second but i want to know what it was like for you to interview a legend because you got to interview open wheel legend bentley warren not too long ago and that's actually how i learned about you was from seeing the video of that interview which you did very well with by the way what was that what's it like to to interview a legend like that at what 15 years old uh yeah talk about that well uh well first of all thank you for saying it was good <laughs> uh, i think it was yeah. And, um, you know, it, it was a really good opportunity. I'm, you know, um, we have a lot of connections. We're able to, you know, we have a lot of connections with people. And I was able to get in with, uh, you know, I was able to get in with Bentley. And for a while, I mean, you, well, the video you saw was probably only about 20 minutes. We were yeah. probably in, we were probably in there for about two hours just talking about racing. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I love it. So now was that, because it looked like you were in, some sort of a living room or something. Was that at the saloon somewhere, a Bentley saloon, or where? Well, it was at the saloon. It was on the property, at least. Okay. And it was, uh, let's call it the man cave. Not a lot of people see that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. See, he's not going to tell you exactly where, because then he'd have to kill you. Yeah, well, or, or exactly. Bentley'd have to kill him. I don't know which. But <laughs> we wouldn't want either scenario to occur. Yeah. So um, I'm sure you probably... I mean, when you talked racing, you, you, you talked a little bit in your interview that we saw on the video about, um, you know, what advice would you give? But what did you learn from him when you were just kind of talking to him that you can apply to your own racing? Well, one thing that I found was really interesting was him talking about the use of, you know, bumpers and unnecessary contact. Those kind of things, obviously, I, you know, I've known about them for a while. I'm not technically a dirty racer. And um, he, he kind of shed some light on how bumpers don't need to be used, and they're just there to protect if there's an accident. You don't use them as a tool, you know? Right. So he also talked about, you know, the, the, the use of fenders. On the cars he ran, there were no fenders. Well, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, on stock cars, he, he was talking about how on the big stock cars, they were being worn out all the time, and people were using bumpers and doors and wrecking the cars, and there was no need for it. And, you know, it, it was... Even after the interview, we talked a little bit about it, and it was really interesting what he had to say about it. Well, it actually, uh, really honestly, back in the days, and I was, a, uh, I grew up in the 70s, so, you know, I grew up watching Super Modifieds, which are open-wheel, open-cockpit cars for those in our audience who don't know that, um, and also the, the, the NASCAR-type Modifieds, which back then were Modified Sportsmen, and... You know, the the greats and the modifieds, for example, you didn't see them. I mean, they had heavy bumpers, and it wasn't that there was no contact, but you right. very rarely saw those guys do that. They all had a great sense of pass timing, and they, they had a lot of respect for each other. They were really talented racers. So, you know, obviously in Legends cars on the smaller tracks, the bump and run is kind of an offensive move. Um, you know, and I really wish it wouldn't be because, you know, it's uh, – but you know, on a bowl ring, that's kind of what you do. And that's probably a good segue uh, into the Legends 
car portion of this. Um, first of all, for those in our audience who aren't familiar with you, talk about how you got started in racing in, in brief format and then just kind of bring us up to where you are now heading for Vegas. Well, the way I started racing, I was around eight years old, sitting on my laptop watching YouTube, and I saw a bunch of yard carts going around in circles. I said, I want to do that. <laughs> so we ended, up buy, we ended up buying a champ cart. I ended up racing at a 106 race park, which is up here in Pembroke, New Hampshire. Oh, nice. And um, you know, I ran that for two years, and eventually went up to a Bandolero, which I ran for three full years. I got a championship in that. And you know, made the next step up to a legend in 2016. And it's been been going pretty good ever since then. Um, I think six races in my first year, but 2017, this year have been all been uh, full, all been full time years. And this year we've been good enough to be going for a national championship. So, you know, um, don't don't want to drink myself, but we're we're we're, uh, we're we're always pretty pretty fast, you know. So we think we're gonna get there. Hopefully, we have the same speed and just see if we can become a national title. Jake, you mentioned where you're sitting in the point standings. Is it frustrating for you to have gone through everything all year, know that, you know, know that it's been as tight as it's been, and yet going into, uh, going into nationals here this weekend, there's that pesky little three points that, uh, that are missing from your total as compared to uh, – to, to, to Isaac there and, and the fact that you're, you're it's right there. You can almost touch it, just not quite. Yep. I mean, if I'm honest, <laughs> that from uh, one race, we, we, we were able to max we were able to max out. We've got 18 100-point days, and that's we were trying to go for 19, but we're only able to, we're only able to, only able to make 18. Sorry about that. And um, at you know, it was a championship race at Seekonk Speedway. I missed my 100-point day by six inches. <laughs> so wow. I was six inches from I was six inches from maxing out. But you know, going into nationals with one point, it's there. It it, it can be a little bit peeving to look at. But you know, it's if in the hindsight of things, it's a very minuscule. It's only one spot. So it's it's a very minuscule thing. If you win the race and the other people finish further back, you know, it, it's it's not. It's not a crucial, crucial point. It's not I, like we're, you know, five back. <laughs> I want to follow up on that, and then I know Cisco Scaramuza's got a question for you as well. But uh, in your eyes, does the race win this weekend? Knowing that you're legitimately running against everybody who's been trying to accrue points, does the race win at this point mean more than what necessarily a national points title would? Well, obviously, throughout the entire season, I've been big picture racing. I've been looking towards, the, I've been looking forward to this weekend. You know, not wrecking the car, getting myself out of dangerous situations. You know, keeping pretty much keeping the car clean and just trying to get my hundred points. Um, obviously, winning the race would be the ideal situation. That way, I know that I've, you know, clinched the championship. But I mean, if if bad comes the worst, I'm trying to think here. Winning the race would obviously be good, but getting the championship's really the big picture. Absolutely, Jake. And uh, it's going to be a long weekend for you, I will say. Looking at the event schedule, um, you have practice coming up. That'll start Thursday. You have uh, qualifying on Friday, and then racing proceeds on Saturday. You have some heat races going in Friday. But is that 
you know, obviously with you going out to Vegas and everything, what's going to be the timeline for you? How much are you going to have to learn the track? How much of uh, how much of practice are you going to end up using? I said I'm going to use all of it. <laughs> um, throughout the season, I've been, I felt like I've been pretty good with adapting to tracks, so I have you know that confidence going with me. And I know we have a really good car. We have V60 Motorsports car, and um, you know, we're, I hope we're going to go out there. We'll more than likely, or not more likely, we'll hopefully unload fast, and we'll go from there. So I mean, how... obviously the race is a, obviously the uh, the race is a whole new deal. You can put down the fast slot. You can put down the track record. It won't mean anything in the race. <laughs> are the are the national points over with now, uh, Jake, or is there still a way left for you to actually score enough points to overtake the two drivers in front of you for the championship? Well, right now there is the national championship out in Vegas is the final final points race you can run this year until Winter Nationals next year. Okay. So there is still a chance. That I can get up there and try to go for the title. Okay. So you, you'd have you'd have to win this weekend to have a chance. Um, more or less. I mean, I, I, I feel like coming in, if we unload fast and you know we run good in the race, that would be pretty confident. It'll be a lot of confidence. And I, I like I always say, a bunch of like like I always say with a bunch of other races, just gonna run the race, see how it goes. If I win, I win. I don't, I don't. That's the way to do it. All you, know, you can do is your best. Okay, who helps you make all this happen, buddy? Well, obviously, um, the 860 Motorsports have helped us out a lot this year. Last year, we were a mid-pack running car, and this year, we're, you know, we're decently fast. We're, 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 <laughs> we're, we're really fast, pretty much, everywhere we go. I don't want to sound cocky, but, you know, we're, we're pretty fast everywhere we go. Um, Signworks New England, that's my main sponsor. Uh, we got TM and M Services, Bedford Barbershop, Blue Wave Recreation, Degrees Auto Repair, Epsom Tool Rental, and um, it's free. That's what I have listed here. <laughs> well, definitely uh, great out and have a great Vegas race, Jake. We certainly have enjoyed having you on and uh, look forward to following your progress as you go out west to Sin City to. Uh, <laughs> Close out your season and hopefully some uh, some good results from there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do want to say one more thing. I want to <laughs> make sure. a shout out to Brady at H- HMS North. We recently went there to get all new fire suits, helmets, gloves, shoes, all that, and um, you know just. We went to HMS recently, got all that gear, and we're ready for Vegas now. <laughs> He's good. We didn't even have to plug the sponsor because right. he did it for us. He did it for us, <laughs> HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. And with That's that, we say goodbye to Jake, and thanks again for taking some time out to uh, come on the show with us. We'll talk to you again soon. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to tell you about Telmet Benefits, and we've got some NASCAR conversation and do we have got show and tell? Arca. Yeah, we're going to do a little show and tell tonight. We'll be back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport right after these words. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hey, this is Garrett Smithley, driver of the number nothing Chevrolet for JD Motorsports, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. <laughs> driver of the number nothing. I love the way he spits, spits that out. Number nothing Chevrolet. Uh, welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, and we welcomed mycomputercareer.edu to the program tonight as well. And now we're going to tell you just a little bit about Telmet Benefits, another one of our supporters. Hey, here's the deal. How would you like to have fast and uncomplicated health care? Okay, this is not health care insurance. This is an opportunity to skip the ER to skip the doctor, to skip the uh, urgent care. Look, if you're on the road going to a race or anywhere, or even if you're just at home and maybe it's late at night and you start not feeling well and you need to you realize you need to go get some care, you could just simply go online or make a phone call and you can visit a doctor online. You can do it by phone. Uh, you can... Uh, even get a prescription called into your local pharmacy wherever you are if you need to. So here's the deal. Telma Benefits makes it easy to do that. Visit a doctor online without ever leaving your home, your job, or wherever you happen to be at this moment. They're all about helping people save money and receive great value at the same time. You can get a prescription called into the local pharmacy if you need to. 
Here's, here's the deal. It's $19.95 a month, folks. It covers up to five people in your household. $19.95 a month for Telmed Benefits. Just go to telmedbenefits.com. Telmed Benefits, T-E-L-M-E-D Benefits.com for more information. Again, $19.95 a month covers up to five people in the household. Visit the site and get a free discount pharmacy card just for visiting the website 24 7 access to a u.s licensed physician telmed benefits we are glad to have them as a partner and oh by the way i have used it it works very very well with that we move into the second hour here on Performance Motorsports Network, Spreaker, and Facebook Live, or wherever you may be hearing us via our on-demand download. And we talk some NASCAR, and oh, by the way, there's a playoff going on, and we're down to eight because Kansas eliminated four. And I'm going to just start with a simple around-the-table question. And I'll start with Cisco via the Race Chaser Skype line. Oh boy. Who I was, was say, is that a good answer? If good anybody, idea? who was a big surprise for you that they didn't make it to the round of eight? Who was the biggest surprise out of the four that got dropped, Cisco? Um, I would say because it happened about mid-race for me, Ryan Blaney. Because it was all looking to be fine. He was above the cut line. We'll be fine, boys. We're going to. Oh, he hit the wall. <laughs> yeah that's about it too uh okay jake b k two that would be brad yes um because he had everything going right for him yeah and then poof that th- this goes to show you how quickly how quickly things can change and how quickly things can change please hold while i offer my famous voice breaking news Uh uh-oh i hate i hate to interrupt our playoff discussion Uh as matt weaver just said this is kind of important okay news courtesy of adam stern and the sports business journal comcast is no longer actively discussing buying an equity stake in nascar raising the prospect of the France family remaining fully in control of the sport for the foreseeable future. This comes amid Comcast's $40 billion takeover of Sky Sports. Interesting, because we actually thought that Comcast was perhaps the most well-suited buyer for NASCAR, and now Comcast appears to be off the table so that's very interesting um and we'll talk about that more here in a moment but i want to get back to the the nascar race that was at kansas ronnie evans from our chat most surprised by brad keselowski and i'm going to agree with ronnie and also with uh jake and say brad keselowski because i really thought brad had a good shot to win the race the driver that surprised me the least was kyle larson oh yeah and and somebody says, well, wait a minute. What what? Why Kyle over Alex Bowman? Well, because actually, I thought Alex would have a better run than he did at Kansas. He had some speed early, but much like Brad, he bounced it off the wall a couple times, and so did Kyle Larson, which is exactly why I didn't think. And I talked last week on our shows and said I don't think Kyle makes it because I had a feeling that he would self-destruct to the car would. 
Um, just not not enough there, unfortunately, for me with the 42 team. But he didn't self-destruct. In fact, if there had been five more laps, I think he would have won yeah, that race. He, he was coming. Well, like, he was I don't coming know. I'm not going to say he would have won the race. I, I, that's a stretch. But he recovered nicely. He the went, key hey, was, though. Did you watch the last 10 laps? He came from four seconds I back know, to on the bumper of the, of the top having, He was on the bumper of second. There's a, there's a difference between the bumper of second. And Kyle Busch was basically second. on the bumper of Chase Elliott. I don't believe, honestly, that Kyle Larson would have ever passed. I think he would have needed a lot more than five laps to pass Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is the guy right now that has all the momentum yes. going yes, into Martinsville. Yes, yes. And oh, by the way... Uh, Martinsville happens to be a track where yeah. he almost won. He kind of sort of wants a won. little vengeance, yeah. Cisco. You think he's going after it, uh, Cisco, at Martinsville this weekend? Oh, I definitely think he is, but I think we also have to keep in mind that Martinsville is the home, is the uh, basically home base for uh, Hendrick in terms of how well they do there. But it just reminded me how much of a lightning challenge prompt that sounded like for Larson. Well, well, well you know, to go into the Michael Waltrip voice, what we're going to do, EA Sports is going to give you five extra laps. Now let's see if you, the player, can get Larson into the playoffs. <laughs> EA Sports yeah. is in the game. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly he would have needed uh, at least five extra laps because I don't think Chase Elliott was giving the league up without a fight. Um, you know, I mean, it, uh, it got very interesting at the end. I actually believe that, uh, you know, and, and you may make a good point. Hendrick Motorsports basically has owned Martinsville Speedway for a oh, lot of yes. the last uh, 20 years or so. But, you know, Chase is a guy right now that's becoming more and more sure of himself. After you, you win, correct. and I've talked about this so many times in these shows, when you win the first time, it doesn't matter what level. When you win the first time, it's all about what I did versus what I believe I can do. That's what Chase Elliott, that's where he's at right now, and that's why the siren at uh, the Dawsonville Pool Hall keeps going off more frequently here. He's won two, uh, what, two of the last three? Last three races, I think? Um, four, three? Chase Elliott, two of the two last, of the last three, three. Yes. yeah. So two, I thought, ra two races in this round. Yeah, he's won two of the last three races. Chase Elliott right now goes into a Martinsville, minute. a track where we know he can run up front and win a race. If he wins Martinsville and puts himself at Homestead, Chris uh -huh. Murdoch's going, his head is going to swell because our colleague Chris has been saying that he's a championship contender for weeks yes. now. So uh, we're, we're going to give Chris a, a shout out and pick on him at the same time. And, yes. you know, we we definitely believe that Chase Elliott has perhaps the upper hand here going um, into Martinsville so of the contenders. We eliminated one of the big four being yeah, that, that they were or the fab four, I think, was your term for them at the start of the playoffs because yeah. you had Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, uh, Martin Truex Jr. and Brad Keselowski. Yep. We eliminated Keselowski, but I think that finger came right back up with the addition of Chase Elliott, I believe. Yeah. Right now, going into this third round, my final four are the 18, the 4, the 78, and the 9, and somebody else is going to have to win their way to Homestead to get me to change that. Well, and, you know, there are some folks who could do that. I'm going to tell you, if somebody doesn't think that there's a possibility still that at least three of the Stuart Haas cars could not be in the final four at Homestead, 
they're a little bit naive because I, of the way those guys have been running. Really? Oh, by the way, Kevin Harvick dominated the Kansas race before he beat himself. What does Coach Tom always say, Jacob? Don't beat Don't yourself. Don't beat yourself. Speeding penalty. Yes, speeding on pit road. Say goodnight, Gracie. Kevin Harvick's chance to win gone you know just what's like interesting that. by the way before kevin harvick was dominating that race joey logano was dominating yeah. that race in fact joey logano led more of that kansas race than any other driver and i think the big thing is here two of penske's three cars may have been knocked out but i think the one that has that could surprise us and still be in the fight when we get to miami is the one that's left because Joey Logano has made the final four before and he's not afraid to do whatever it takes to get back there i'm going to do joey logano a favor here cuz i figured out why he he was able to perform that well it's because i said that uh, i was really nervous about the 22 and had no faith that they were going to go to kansas and actually do as well as they did so you know what joey you got no shot at martinsville whatsoever stick a fork in you you are done now he'll yeah, go win yeah see? yeah oh, he, yeah go Murdoch piss him off oh, yeah boy. so you know well uh, no i'm doing him a favor see because i you know underplayed him right at kansas and he did well so no chance at martinsville for joey Logano. he's done now when he wins um he can send me a christmas card or something or this is a double jinx because you've now realized what you've done and he's gonna do bad yeah except <laughs> probably well matt kenseth i don't think is running so um that probably helps him at least a little bit with that we're gonna step aside when we come back more nascar show and tell coming up here on uh the stock car show presented by hms motorsport we'll be right back Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. 
Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back. <laughs> As you can see, <laughs> I'm gonna we're playing musical something here. Yeah, we're playing music yeah, um, here. B- because there the, we go. See, we have that there. All right. So welcome to the uh, Back to the Stock Car Show. I feel like Vanna White. <laughs> uh, we'll just move on. I have a yeah. great response, but we'll yeah. pass. Okay. So here's what we have, folks. We have a whiteboard. This is the playoff board, the official race chaser playoff board. And for those of you who were under a rock over the weekend, we eliminated four drivers yes, from the playoffs. Can I want to go from lowest to highest. Can I do that? Yeah, but let's do one at a time here. So we eliminated, where did we? We eliminated Alex Bowman. Where is, uh, where Alex is Bowman here? Alex picture is missing somewhere um, magically. I don't think we have Alex we up have, here. <laughs> we already eliminated yeah, Bowman. Yeah, we eliminated Bowman eliminated. from our board. You know, okay. Oh. Okay. Um, so yeah. next one we eliminated was Ryan Blaney. Oh, I see what I see what we did. We replaced Alex Bowman with Denny Hamlin, who was already gone. So. Okay, Denny. <laughs> well, yeah, Denny was gone before. <laughs> yeah. So. Bye. Gone. Okay, so Denny's gone. Where is Blaney? Because he's gone right too. All right. He won Blaney the is gone. He's gone. Who else did we eliminate? We eliminated uh, Brad. Where's Brad? Right Lee. there. Okay. Um, Bye. And Kyle Larson is here. I'm going to just. There, here's here's uh, here's Young Money. Gone. Okay. So here's who's left now. We've got Kyle Busch. We've got. A Harvick. A Harvick. Happy. We've got a Rowdy. We've got a Happy. We've got a Chase. From that We've awesome got a place. Kurt. We've got uh, Clint Boyer. By the way, Clint Boyer escaping Kansas and still being in the playoffs gets a double thumbs up from Coach Tom. Yeah, because as Clint said in his post-race interview, that was ugly. That was ugly. And we, surprisingly enough, have a Joey. He was third in points scored in that round, by the I way. said I didn't have a lot of faith. And then down here, way at the bottom, Is I Eric. don't know why, but for some reason we have a Almirola way at the bottom. He's kind of outside hey, the circle. did you forget about the defending champ What we're going to do, no, I mentioned him. We had Truex. We're going to put uh, Almirola over here. Yeah, so that's he's better. at least. All right. Now, the other, the other part of this is we have some track. Uh, designations here we've got um texas we've got martinsville which is a paper clip it's a paper clip i know we can't zoom the camera in but i wish we could you'll have to trust us it's a paper clip that was 
And then we have uh, a cactus here with a Camping World it's van. This is Phoenix. Now, well, you see the track is around the van and yes. the cactus. This is Phoenix, which is now ISM Raceway. Who cares about – well – I take that back. We do ISM, care. Yes, ISM I, cares. ISM cares. ISM cares, and they've done a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah, so. including moving the start-finish line from here to yes. way over here. Yes. And, of course, we have a trophy. This designates Homestead Miami because, obviously, somebody's going to walk out of here with a trophy. That's what these guys are chasing. Okay. So here's what we're going to do here, and I, I'm going to ask, since uh, Jacob and I are uh, now that our computers, I'm going to ask Randy Miller just to use hand signals for the clock when we get to our countdown toward the end of the segment. But here's what I want to do with this. Um, I'm going to actually, we're going to start with Martinsville, which is okay. here. Um, I'm going to move Clint Boyer out of, the way. out of the way just for purposes of you can put him back there if and only if you believe that Clint Boyer is going to win at Martinsville. I want you to pick one of the eight who is going to win at Martinsville, unless, of course, you believe that the winner is going to come from outside the top eight, in which case we don't move any of them around the board. So here's Martinsville. Who goes with Martinsville here? Jacob Seelman. <laughs> oh, if I were a betting man on momentum. The camera's over there, by the way, if, if you want I, to talk if, to the if people. If I were a betting man with momentum, I would be taking my hand right here, and I would be moving this guy who is Chase. No, don't touch it. Oh. I said if I were oh, a betting man. Oh, I jumped too soon. Okay. If I were a betting man, I would move this card right here and put it right there. But you're not. But I'm not. Instead, I am a believer in a team that A, is pissed off, B, is getting down to crunch time, and C, has more clocks, this many, That's than nine, anybody else. 48. Jimmy Johnson crashes the party. Oh, give me a break. Okay. Cisco... Do, do, do I get to move one of these pieces, or are you uh, picking Jimmy Johnson or some other outlier? Oh, Tom. I, I'm back on the two-inch limb for the second week in a row. Chase Elliott. Okay, I'm gonna, I think it's easier to move the tracks, so I'm going to move uh, Chase. I'm going to move Martinsville up here. It was until you moved the Yeah, tape. until I moved it. Okay, so Chase Elliott for Cisco, and Jimmy Johnson's not on the board because he's out of the playoffs, folks. That's why. And he and his crew chief are getting a divorce at the end of the year. That's why I believe they're going to win at Martinsville. They have to win before it's, they get divorced. It's the last time that they'll race it's Martinsville together. It's the last together. time they can get a clock together. Ten clocks, one for each finger. Correct. Or something like that. Okay. So well, here's well, remember, Chad's going to take five of the clocks and Jimmy gets the other five. And then, you know, they may we the can't other clocks split might a clock. each other. They might visit each other's <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah, I was day. just going to yeah. say you'd have to move the whole clock. You yeah. can't split that. We can't okay. see, see if he doesn't win this weekend. You can't split a clock. So he I'm, has to win. So we don't have to split a clock. OK, I will see Jimmy on the odd weekends and then I'll see Chad on the uh, even. Weekends. All right. Tom, I'm going to do something your... really, really kind of outlandish. I'm taking this 41 picture here, Mr. Really? Kurt Busch, and I'm putting him right there. Wow. Kurt Busch wins at Martinsville. That Give him a clock. is a big statement. He has a clock already. He's looking for a Give second. Give him a second clock. Okay, Randy, 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess you got your mic plugged in over there in the tech shed. I do, I do. Uh, do you have a pick of one of these, Ager? Are you going to follow it up with uh, Jimmy Johnson or some other outlier? Um, if you could take your, your Kurt Busch back and put Chase there. Um, it, well, it's I already there. Yeah, yeah, he's already, already kind of there. Yeah, I can't see behind the TV. Uh, Chase has got so much momentum right now that I don't think anybody's going to be able to beat him right now. So I, I, I'm going. I'm all for. Ch- I'm on the Chase Elliott bandwagon right now. All right, allow me to look at the camera and say this: if, if I'm wrong and Chase Elliott wins on Sunday and wins his way to Homestead, my pick for the championship is the nine car. But I believe that they need one more shot in the arm to truly. Put, you know, to truly give me hope that they can do it. He needs to win in this round if I'm going to believe he has a legitimate shot at Homestead. Okay. So you're saying that you don't see Chase Elliott pointing to Homestead. Correct. He's got to win one of the races in well, this round. And, and it's not just that. Even I don't believe that he, I don't believe he would be a true I, – I, let me rephrase that. If he, if he points his way to Homestead, I don't believe he wins the title. If he wins and that team keeps stepping on everybody's throat, I believe they have a shot to step on their throats at Homestead. I don't know what difference it makes if he gets to Homestead. All Momentum. He's do is Momentum's win one everything. Race. Okay. Um, if, if I could pick a driver that I think has to win in this round, yeah, where did Clint Boyer go? Right here, down at the bottom. Clint Does, Boyer. So you say the sweet uh, – wait, no, you said – Chase Elliott. Wait, did you say who's going to win at Martinsville yet? You said yeah. Chase? Yeah, okay. I said Kurt Busch was going to oh, win at Martinsville. Oh, you said Kurt. Yeah. I'm all confused. I'm saying Clint Boyer. You, ha- you, okay. you picked okay. your wrong. I'm okay. saying if anybody needs to win in this round to be a contender at Homestead, Clint Boyer is the guy. Okay, fair. Because I don't think Clint finishes high enough in the next couple right. races to. All right. He's got to pull off a so win. So let me ask you this. You picked that Stuart Haas car to yeah. win Martinsville. But that Stuart Haas car, being Clint Boyer, is the most recent winner at Martinsville. Do you believe there is any hope that he could pull off the sweep? I do. Yeah, absolutely. But but that's I'm just saying I think of all these guys that are up here, I think Clint Boyer is the one that is, if I had to say who's least likely, that would be the pick, Clint okay. Boyer. I think this is his opportunity yeah. right here. My He's least, got to do it at Martinsville. My least likely is actually Eric Almarola. I, I know the viewers can't exactly zoom close enough to see which card I'm picking or pointing at. I believe Eric Almarola is the guy. I think Clint, with all the bonus points he's got, could do it, depending on how close it gets. But I believe the guy who would absolutely have to win to get to Homestead is Almarola. I don't believe he makes it otherwise. I also believe he's got a good shot at winning something in this round. Cisco, least likely of the eight to make it to Homestead. Least likely... Oh boy, I I don't I don't want to pile on the Clint Boyer train here, but I, I got go to pile on the Clint Boyer train a little bit. All Sorry, right. Clint. Clint Boyer. I, I want to. I I think I said like earlier in the year that you were going to be the fourth person of the big three plus one. Yeah. But I'm just not seeing it, bud. We um, got we got to see a win here. We got to see a win. All right. So here's my my next question that goes along with this board here. Okay. So, go ahead. So, looking at the board and doing the math, one, two, three, four of eight are Stuart Haas cars. That's correct. What percentage of a chance do you give? Because it is possible that all four of them 
could be the Final Four in Homestead. I mean, they're in the eight. It's not going to happen, but... (laughs) What percentage of a chance would you give such a scenario working out? Um... I'm going to say real quick, I'm going to say 25. Okay, Cisco. Zero. <laughs> wow, no I, faith. I'm going to say 10, but with the caveat that the only way I see all four Stuart Haas cars making it to Miami is if these two, the 10 and the 14, win in this round to do it. Yeah, the 41 not, can point. So therefore, it's not going to happen. The 41 can point his way in because I believe in Kurt's track record. But Almirola and Boyer would have to win in this round for me to believe. Well, they and have I any still shot. think you'd you'd have to have some help from these oh, guys yeah, up here have, too. Well, keep especially in, keep Kyle it, and, and keep in mind Martin. if you win, you're automatically in regardless. So if those well, two yes. won their way to Homestead, then it comes Harvick down to Harvick could the, point in. Har- but, yeah, Harvick can already point in. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, I think Kurt needs some help from either Kyle or Martin to be yes, able to sneak by him to, to do it. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got more, more conversation. Yes. Back with more of the Stock Car, Steel, uh, Stock Car Show, formerly known as the Stock Car Steel Show. Nice save, Tom. Presented by HMS Motorsports right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. (laughs) My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, 
or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. I'm Kaz Grawl, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Okay, welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport yeah. and... Tell this my benefits. Light, it's time for the lightning round. It already. is, along with wow. my computer career. New new partner tonight. Uh, we thank you for uh, your support. And we go to the lightning round here. This is our final round. And normally the round where we just go around the table and uh, kind of get some quick answers to some quick questions, news of the day, etc. And I'm actually going to start with... Uh, some news uh and and we'll discuss because we, we did have no no breaking news Aww. we had an arca race over the we did weekend and uh sheldon creed the showstopper he needed simply to start the race to win the championship not even that he simply needed a lap of practice well okay so he needed to show up and take a green flag and yes. he did and he won the championship and he won the race. He did. Oh, my gosh. Jacob, he goes to the truck series for the last four does. races of the season at, with GMS Racing. Yep. What are the chances that Sheldon Creed actually could steal a win in the truck series before the end of the season? Before I answer that for you, can I just make a quick, uh, a quick point on Sheldon winning the ARCA race? Sure. That car looked like a bomb went off on the left side. He yes, had a lap car spin into him. Kevin Hinkle uh, spun into him while he was leading. The, while Sheldon was leading the race, and he had to rally all the way back from that damage, come all the way through the field, win that race, which was his uh, series lead tying fourth of the year. Zane Smith also had four. Won the championship by 460 points. I mean, it was a formality. He like. Tom and I were talking a minute ago. He just had to show up. But this win, I think, really showed me what Sheldon Creed is made of and really showed me that it doesn't matter what you do or what situation you put him in. He's smart enough. He's gritty enough. He's gutsy enough to pull it off. Yeah. And now, with that point made, to go back to your question, I'm going to give him a 50-50 shot of grabbing a win before the end of the year. See, and I you know what? I'm going to say if it happens – there's two tracks, Martinsville or Phoenix. See, I was going to say Phoenix because there's something about Phoenix or ISM. I got to get used to that. Something about ISM that for me uh, with Sheldon Creed and his driving style and such, I he's better on the bigger. He's been better on the bigger tracks in ARCA than he has been on the shorter tracks. So I'm thinking Phoenix and ISM is the perfect compromise there. So I think I agree with you. I think it's a 50-50 shot. Cisco, do you agree? Yeah, I'll buy that. 50-50 shot. Yeah, 50-50 uh, shot. For Sheldon Creed, and congratulations to Sheldon and all of the MDM Motorsports uh, organization on a big championship around this year. Sheldon also won the uh, Sioux Chief Short Track Challenge in the ARCA Series um, earlier in the year. He, so And the General Tire Super Speedway Challenge. He won everything. Almost. He didn't win the four crowns. 
No, but, that but was the that only was, thing he didn't win. And his teammate, Zane Smith, got that one, who finished yes. second in points. So, and congratulations to Harrison Burton, too. Second place in his first uh, mile-and-a-half start that with was, MDM That New was Series. such an impressive yeah. run, by yeah. the way, for Harrison to uh, do what he did to battle Michael Self to the gritty end there uh, at the tail end of that race. I was so, so... Very, uh, very much impressed by the job Harrison did, the poise with which he raced. I mean, yes. we, we know he's had poise, but to go out in his first ever mile and a half start and do what he did really opened my eyes, I think, even more to what he's capable of going into <laughs> next year, where we anticipate he'll be in the truck series full time. Okay, so, um, all right, Cisco has uh, kind of a topic here. I'm oh. going to just uh, move right on to it. Um, wants to talk about pass. A little bit because oh yes this they kind of did yeah that was uh that actually came in from ronnie evans in the comments section was ah, asking okay. us about the past announcement well um thank you ronnie for bringing that up and we should talk about that because it is in the show's wheelhouse for those who don't know what we're talking about the pass late super late model tour canceled the big race that they had scheduled um at richmond which was supposed to be this past Saturday. Yes, the they are now looking. To, they have a tentative date. They're working with the track to reschedule for 2019 in, in March. March. Yeah. Um, and let's be clear here, by the way, because Alan Dietz and I were looking at the radar on Saturday, and uh, Alan was smiling because it was the right decision to not race on Saturday. It rained in Richmond all day. Well, yeah, it did. And the but but the interesting part about this is, and I think a lot of the debate revolved around whether or not they should have had a Sunday rain date and just ran it on Sunday. That. Now, I don't know what was possible right. at Richmond and what you know limitations there would have been for that. Here's the problem. With these types of races, they're short track series races, even though it's a big track. And so the problem becomes you go and play on a race like this and these teams, the pit crews, the drivers, people have to take vacation time, days off work. You know, this is a trip for them, especially the modified guys who were going to run the modified part of it. Mm -hmm. And we're coming down out of the New England area. Now you, you go into a situation where you wait till, you know, the last minute, basically. Well, I, I, I say during the, the week of the race on like Wednesday, you pull the plug and now some of them are not going to be able to get those days back. We go to March of next year, and what if the weather's questionable again? Oof. You know, how skittish are people going to be to travel any length of, of, of distance thinking that maybe the race will end up canceled again? So you hurt yourself bad in car count and such if you don't have a rain date for a big event like this. I agree with that, and, and I've... It's puzzled me for a long time why big events like this don't necessarily have rain dates or don't, you know, and I'm not pretending to be an expert on the past contract. Right. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what was in it from, from Adam, but it puzzles me why some of these big events wouldn't have rain dates built into the contract with the facility. I agree. I, I just That's think. That's my two cents. I just think that if you're going to have a race like this, You've got to have at least a Sunday rain date yes. um, and a plan for how you're going to do that in one day. That's that's yep. basically well, the situation. It was a one day. Was, no, I guess it wasn't a one day. 
a one, it was a one-day program, I think, for the for the supers at Richmond. I think most of the support classes were running Friday. Yeah, Friday, right. right. So, I mean, I, I think you've got to have a plan for that at, at some point yeah. because you just – this time of the year – you know, weather is too much of an issue here in, yeah. in really in any part of the country. Hey, guess what? Yes. The truck series has a uh, final four and, and potential win to go to Homestead. Uh, not potential. The, you, you win the race and you're part of the championship eligible drivers. You go to Homestead yeah, this let's, weekend, uh, too. Can we talk about that? Yeah, let's second? hit that real quick. Um, the truck series, of course, at Martinsville this weekend. Yes. Xfinity's off, for those of you who are wondering. No, it's not a triple header. Xfinity um, hasn't raced at Martinsville since 2006. Many years, yes. So just I to wish clarify. they would. I wish they would, but they don't. So. Yeah, hard to run a triple header there. Okay, yeah. so uh, truck series. All right, so here's, here's my question. Of the six drivers who are still championship eligible, who wins their, who wins their way into the Final Four this weekend? Oh, uh, boy. Um, you know what? I, I ju- I'm going to spit this out. Uh, well, actually, I'll wait. Cisco, go ahead. You wanted to take first shot here. I'll let you have it. I choose none of them because <laughs> Timothy Peters is going to win. I'm riding the bandwagon. Timothy Peters is going to grab his yes. extra tuck, truck date, shock the world, and go and out win, and win, and win at home. Okay, so... Breaking news okay. that Tom didn't see earlier. No, Tom was working on other GMS things. Racing is fielding a fifth truck at Martinsville ah. this weekend, and Timothy Peters is going to be driving it with support from his late model team owner, Barry Nelson, and Autos by Nelson. It will be number 23, just like the uh, Xfinity car that GMS fields. So Timothy will join the four trucks that were already going in Sheldon Creed, Johnny Sauter, Justin Haley and d- 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 Tyler Dipple. I just had to wait a second. Yeah. Um, in addition, by the way, there was more Truck Series breaking news. Yes. Kyle Benjamin is going to be back with DGR Crosley in the 17 That's truck. That's correct. Ty- Tyler Ankrum is uh, driving the 54 this weekend. So Tyler Ankrum has been on the yes. show many times and has a signature right, right there on there. the wall making his Truck Series debut. We're and hoping to get him on next week. Jeb Burton is going to be returning to the truck series. He will be driving for On Point Motorsports, which also conveniently has a big announcement for Wednesday at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, where it is anticipated slash expected they will announce they're running the final three truck races with Parker Kligerman. Interesting. Okay. So as for me, okay. Yeah, to go back to the lightning round point. Yeah, the round of six are basically now known okay no, it not they are known they are known yes solder moffitt gregson Mfinger, haley and crafton yes which one of them you asked which one of them wins wins the race and here's the answer justin haley wins it and i said this on twitter last week Justin Haley wins it and takes himself straight to the championship. And I'm already calling this. Justin Haley wins this year's truck championship. Um, wow. I, I'm just going to call it now. Justin Haley wins the truck championship. Brett the Moffitt. Dark horse. Brett Moffitt 
would be my dark horse in this. And I say dark horse only in the sense of I picked Haley. My second pick would be Brett Moffitt. Why? Because A, it's a short track, and B, those two drivers show out when they need to. And yes. Justin, when you least expect him to. I'm going back, uh, go to Cisco for a minute, and then I'll give you my logical pro uh, my logical progression. That well, I Cisco said Timothy Peters. Oh, Timothy. Is, is going to win, yeah. so he basically I'm went off the, the board. Wagon. Get on that Timothy Peters so bandwagon. Here's, here's the deal. Who do I think is going to win? I think the driver that's going to win this race is the driver that feels one year ago in this race. He got one ripped from his fingertips, and he's going to shock the world and make the final four. Give me Matt Crafton to win yes. this truck <laughs> yes. race. Yes. Matt Crafton remember, from Jacob. Remember, Matt Crafton dominated the playoff race here last fall and got snookered by Noah Gregson. Jacob? What? Jacob, I'm talking to Matt. Prove him right. Okay. And I'll buy it. Prove him prove him right. Prove me wrong because I've been harping on you all season, Matt. Yes. Prove me wrong. Okay. We'll see how that works. We've got to close the yeah, deal here. Do. Mike Real Nickens quick. and uh, Bradley Kilby and all of our other chatters. Thank you very much. And we hope you'll join us Thursday night. Jacob, take us out of here. All right. Uh, thanks to Randy Miller behind the glass as well as Bob Steele, Sue Mason, all the folks at PMN and our partners at Telmed Benefits, My Computer Career, and HMS Motorsport for what they do to make this show possible. For Tom Baker and Cisco Scaramuza, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, and we might just see you at a racetrack somewhere. Folks, have a safe racing weekend. Good, Good night. night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.